Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Time is running out this season for you to experience the Jack-O-Lantern World, a whimsical celebration of art, nature, and fall in Grand Rapids. Manistee's ghost ship is at dock right now, weekends, through the end of the month, offering a one-of-a-kind haunting. Now, in its 15th year, the Grand Rapids Wine, Beer, and Food Festival is just getting better. And for a fun way to soak in the fall colors, head up the chairlift at Crystal Mountain Resort. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. It's good to have you back again as we uh, check out all the cool things happening around the state of Michigan. This is a fun time. You know, here we are. We're uh, we're just a short few days away from Halloween, and there are all these other cool things happening around the state. I like to say in preparation for winter, even though nobody else does, I can't wait. So before we get there, let's, uh, let's find out what's happening right now. And we're going to start out by heading to Grand Rapids for a pretty cool event, brand new event. And to tell us all about the Jack O'Lantern World event, let's bring in Peter Starkowitz. Did I get that right, Peter? You got it right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to have you with us. Now, you're president of, what's the name of your company? I'm the president of All Community Events. We're the uh, organization who um, has really worked really hard to put on uh, this particular event, which features thousands and thousands of hand-carved jack-o'-lanterns. So I wondered if that's what it was going to be, because I do love uh, the artistic quality of some people who really know how to how to make jack-o'-lanterns. I mean, it's pretty incredible what people can do. Not me, unfortunately. So you have this big event coming, and it's this is the first time to Grand Rapids, as I understand. That is correct. It's... Uh, we actually uh, are here for the first time. It's the second time that we're doing, the, or the second year that we're doing the event, but it's our first uh, year in Grand Rapids. We had such a great uh, response the first year we did it in uh, our hometown that we decided to kind of spread out. We do uh, some other events in Grand Rapids, so we. Um, you know, have a special uh, connection with Grand Rapids. And so we said, hey, uh, Grand Rapids is the kind of place that's going to love a community event like this, something that's really the antithesis of um, your haunted house and uh, really more about uh, for the community, family, friends, where everyone can come out and enjoy, you know, an evening event that's celebrating fall, that's celebrating Halloween, um, and uh, really just go out there and enjoy it. Well, you promote this as a -a one-of-a-kind, whimsical celebration of art, nature, and fall. Sounds really appealing. Now, I have to find out, though. I mean, how how did you get into doing something like this? this? This is a pretty unique thing. Yeah, uh, great question. So um, this is an event that I have dreamt about doing for years. Um, 
And so uh, we do, we organize uh, running events. We organize drive through light shows. Uh, and, um, but my background uh, is a, uh, an artist. Um, I'm actually an architect uh, um, by like college education, I guess, as you would say, and, mm-hmm. and worked uh, as an architect for many years. But, um, you know, with my artistic background and my event knowledge, like the two of them married greatly to do something like this. And so, um, you know, finally there was an opportunity where we had some time to, uh, you know, really spend the amount of time it takes to create this. Cause that's the one thing that, about this particular event that's different than a lot of other events is this is totally a handmade, uh, experience, right? Nothing here is produced in a factory in terms of all the designs are custom, for what you're seeing here. Uh, every single jack-o'-lantern has been hand-carved. Um, the artisans uh, have spent on some of these jack-o'-lanterns up to 20, 30 hours on one jack-o'-lantern. Mm. Um, and so there's, there's really a variation. And so um, it was really just a yearning to, I have four kids um, and they're all young. And it's really just a yearning to put on an event um, uh, that they could enjoy it, you know, and that I could enjoy with my family. Well, it's, um, it's, it's so but, unique because, you know, in this case, you have like 50 artisans. And you think about it, the pumpkin's a really interesting thing to work on as a piece of sculpture because of the different types of uh, material it's made out of and, and the way that, that some people can really fashion their carving. So now where is it located first? Yeah, great. So it's at Millennium Park, which is a super beautiful park right in the Grand Rapids area. And they they walk through something like three quarters of a mile, you know, track of carved pumpkins? Yeah, um, yeah, the distance uh, depends on, you know, where we are, but I believe in uh, in Grand Rapids it's a half mile. But, yeah, there's... you know, when we say thousands of pumpkins, there are thousands of pumpkins, and they're going to experience like three different types of things. They're going to experience massive just amounts of pumpkins. They're going to experience super detailed pumpkins, where you know they spend a lot of detail. And then there's something that people have never even thought of before, and that's very large, tall, long displays. We have like a 40 foot long eagle made 100 percent out of jack o' lanterns at this show. Wow. This sounds like fun. Now, I also saw something about you have different worlds, so to speak, so different themes from place to place. Correct. Yes. Um, and it's kind of, t- you know, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of segueing from what I was just saying and touching on the idea that um, we have uh, like the 40 foot long eagle. We have a 15 foot uh tall knight in shining armor as we say knight in shining pumpkins um we have we feature uh we feature in 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 very detailed pumpkins um uh famous people from michigan influential women um we carved all of the different dollar bills from one dollar all the way up to a hundred dollars on pumpkins and so they go from each kind of world where it's kind of uh it's it's kind of um, w- one of these different items that I just did talk about. They're like Each one's its own installation. Sounds like it's going to be so much fun at Millennium Park in Grand Rapids. To find out more, go to the website thejackolanternworld.com. And our thanks to Peter Starkowitz. I think I got it right, Peter. 
for being with us today. We're going to head to Manistee next to check out the ghost ship here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. You know, everybody does Halloween in a different way. I don't like to be scared. Let's just put it that way. But I'm all into the food. Uh, I sure am. I, I remember when my son was young, he would come back with that that booty of candy and I'd negotiate for those Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever else I could get. So, you know, it's a good time of the year. It's a lot of fun. But there are some really unique ways that you can experience Halloween. I know we only have a few more days left of the season, but we have a really good recommendation for you, and that is to head to Manistee to check out the ghost ship. Yes, the city, The uh, it's really the SS city of Milwaukee, that beautiful car ferry. It is right now a ghost ship that you can enjoy. So let's find out all about it by bringing in Linda Spencer. She's the executive director at the SS City of Milwaukee. How you doing, Linda? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. You know, I always see that beautiful ship while I'm driving on 31. Uh, I usually am going north through Manistee, more of the time north than south. And as I do that, I look at that beautiful ship to the right, in the water, obviously. It's just so cool. And I always wonder, how did that ship get there? Do you know? Yeah, um, actually, uh, she was originally, well, originally she her she went from Muskegon uh, to Milwaukee for most of her career. Mm. And then towards the last couple of years, uh, 79, 80, 81, uh, she went, ran from Frankfurt, Michigan over to Kiwani. And then she stopped running for her service. Um, after that, uh, in 2000, we actually brought the city of Milwaukee down to Manistee and moored her down here. And that's when she kind of became a museum. And it was always with the intent of turning it into an attraction of some sort. Yes, yes. Um, the history is so very important, yeah. uh, um, to especially this side of the state. So to be able to, you know, continue teaching the history we needed to make a museum and do other um, events with her so we could raise money and keep the history alive well i know a lot of people have taken the badger um from manitowoc to luddington is this a sister ship of the the badger she's a similar ship she's not necessarily a sister ship mm. uh, she was built uh about 20 years earlier and um, she's the last of the railroad car ferries that was built only for railroad cars. Mm. The Badger was also built for that, but automobiles at the same time. Oh, yeah. And the city of Milwaukee never was. Wow. When was it actually built then? She was built in 1930 uh, to, and then um, went into service in 1931. She was built to replace the Milwaukee, which sank in 1929. Well, I'm always impressed with how many of these ships that were built so long ago that are either still in service, like Coast Guard cutters. We still have ships that were built about that time in the Coast Guard that are still used. 
Um, oh, well, we have yeah. one moored right next yeah. to the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. the Acacia. The Acacia, I know her well. Which is also a museum. Yeah, yeah. was yeah. in Grand Haven for many years. Yeah, she's, yes. a, she's a beauty as well. Well, so so the neat thing is that, as you mentioned, our maritime theme, our maritime really heritage is really important to us. And so it's cool that you can go through the SS City of Milwaukee many times of the year. And right now, you're offering a really fun experience, very different, where you can see this beautiful ship, but it's turned into a ghost ship. What happened to that? <laughs> what happens? Uh, well, it's her. She has a split personality, hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, during the summer, she's a wonderful museum and a bed and breakfast. And during September, she does a transformation into ghost ship. And we usually do uh, four weekends in October, Fridays and Saturday nights. And there are uh, five decks that you wander through. And she's a 360 foot ship, so you're it's it's a lot of wandering. Oh um, yeah. And if you if you have a fear of something, we try to make sure that you encounter that fear going through. Um, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we have everything from a fear of claustrophobia to a fear of dolls. Um, do you hate spiders and snakes? Hmm, we can cover that too. So if you just do not like people just being jumping out at you and you know startle you uh, we, can, we can do that pretty good too so. <laughs> okay i can't wait to visit in spring so it's <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it, you know i i just i don't know so so uh, is this something mostly for adults or or is it for really for you know people of all ages it is for people of all ages. Now, we do not recommend under seven years old, although every parent knows their own child. So, oh, we, yeah. you know, we, we trust that the parent can do the right thing. My brother um, could have taken this from day one. I mean, he's just he's just that kind of person. Oh, yeah. We get three-year-olds that go through <laughs> it and come out laughing. Yeah, right. We get, you know, we get 50-year-old guys that go through it and come out going, oh, my God, what did I do? Yeah, there I am. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah, got it. <laughs> Yeah, so so now so, you, you mentioned that it's that's five to six decks. That's a bit surprising to me. Because I know how big they are, but um, right. we're, so all the decks weren't for train cars. They they also huh. are kind of like just kind of walking decks. Some of them are walking decks. Now there is the the engine room, which has two triple expansion steam engines in it. Wow! And there are there's the flicker that was crew. Uh, rooms for the guys in the engine room and for the guys that actually um, put the gear up on the on the rail cars, and then you have the the rail deck which um, has four sets of rails, and it would take up to thirty two box cars uh, when she was going across the lake. Wow! And then you uh, you go up to the passenger deck, and that's where the, the state rooms are at, and those are the rooms that we rent out. Uh, great great areas to walk the deck. Look at the lake. Uh, last night, the full moon. It was pretty amazing looking at that. Oh, you bet. And uh, then you go up to the Texas deck, and we take you through that. And during the summer season, you can get up to the pilot house, and you can go up there and pretend you're piloting the, the ship through the lakes. I was just going to ask that if, if a ghost was in the pilot house, but you're not going to see it if it's there at this time of the year anyway. Right, yeah. It's it's such a small area to put so many people through mm-hmm. that we've 
to to give everybody a better experience. We're kind of taking that off the the platter. Is is it a popular exhibit this time of the year? The the ghost ship. Oh heavens, yes. We um we just opened last weekend, and our numbers surpassed what we thought we were going to get. Um, yes, very popular. And we're as we do this, we've been doing this for mm, gosh, I think this is the twenty second year for ghost ship. Um, personally, my twentieth year. Um, every year we learn something new and we find out new things, new ways to scare people. And with this 22 years of knowledge, we're, we're getting pretty good at putting a haunted house together. Learning so. new ways to scare people. You sound like a po- politician. So this, <laughs> so this is Friday and Saturday nights. So you do this all October. So not too mm-hmm. much time to go, obviously. Now, it's 7.30 no, to 10.30? Yes, 7.30 to 10.30. And um, we also have on our website, you can uh, purchase a fast pass ticket for $22 if you don't want to wait in line. Or if you don't mind standing out in line, you can get it for $12. Um, We also have a gentleman out here, weather provided, I mean, he's not going to do it if it's raining, but um, that's selling hot dogs, and he's awesome, so... Uh, we give you something to munch on while you're while you're waiting to come in. Finally, found something to draw me, so that's good. The uh, Manistee's Ghost Ship. It, it it really does sound fun, Linda. It's uh, happening right now, Fridays and Saturdays during October. So obviously, you don't have much time to do this. Head to Manistee in West Michigan. Beautiful little town. It's just such a great little town. Here's the website Linda was talking about: carferry.com forward slash ghost ship carferry.com forward slash ghost ship. And our thanks to Linda Spencer, the executive director at the SS City of Milwaukee in Manistee for being with us today. We're going to head to Grand Rapids next. Something totally different. The Wine, Beer, and Food Festival is coming up next month. We'll tell you about it next on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. And I know we've been talking about Halloween again a lot on today's program, but we don't have to talk about exclusively Halloween type stuff because there's so many things to do in this state. I mean, we have we have so many things that uh, are out there to do in so many really beautiful areas at any time of the year. Uh, we are the the state of festivals, somebody once told me that we have more festivals per capita than any other state in the country. I have no idea whether that's correct, but I'm going to keep on saying it until somebody corrects me because we have great events, great festivals all over the place. And we're going to head to Grand Rapids next to find out uh, how things are brewing for the Grand Rapids International Wine, Beer, and Food Festival coming up in November. It's the 18th and 19th of November. So let's bring in Dawn Baker. She is the festival manager at Showspan in Grand Rapids. How you doing, Dawn? Hello. I am doing well. And you're right. I love that Michigan does have so many festivals. I will tell you a brand new recognition that this festival received was from Best Things Michigan. And it's one of the eight 
best fall festivals in Michigan. We're listed as number one. Wow. And then back in 2019, we were also recognized by Forbes as one of the best fall wine festivals in North America. So we, we are grateful to have the opportunity to bring to the Michigan community and certainly focused here in West Michigan, a festival that really showcases small and you know, small Michigan entrepreneurs, businesses that were based in Michigan and have really taken root and are now um, a national company, many of them influencing the international market now. It is nothing but an honor to be um, a manager and part of the event festival team to bring this always the weekend before Thanksgiving. Well, congratulations on uh, both of those accolades because... It's always nice to get uh, attention like that, but I'm not really surprised. I have attended the Grand Rapids International Wine, Beer, and Food Festival in the past, and it really is exceptional. Is is it considered the Grand Rapids Conference Center? It's at DeVos Place, which is indeed, yes, yes. Very well known. Many, many conferences that are held there in addition to that. Um, All sorts of events. Sometimes it blows my mind that they're actually holding volleyball tournaments in, you know, this convention center. Uh, And they also throw the best parties. Many of our show span events are there as well. So it's a multi-use convention center, and it's right downtown Grand Rapids, which also then gives people who are coming from all over the state an opportunity to stay for the weekend, enjoy the festival, but maybe take in um, one of our partnering hotels, do a package there, and enjoy some of the other great things that are offered in our community. Well, I'm glad you mentioned your company, Showspan, because you are not exclusively from the uh, Wine, Beer, and Food Festival. You, as part of Showspan, you you run uh, uh, several events. Tell us what Showspan is. So Showspan is a company that was based out of Grand Rapids. We started 78 years ago with consumer shows. So think about like a remodeling show, a home and garden show, boat show, auto show, sports show, golf show. Those are the events that we do every year. We do eight of these events at DeVos Place. So we're thrilled, right, to be a Grand Rapids-based company, been around for 78 years, and do a majority of our schedule right here in our own community. But add to that that we also have seven other events some of them over in Detroit Lansing we actually even have one event in Wisconsin Milwaukee so our company is well versed and um, very knowledgeable hopefully that makes a lot of the businesses that participate um, experience very efficient and effective it's really an opportunity to get products and services to the consumers of our area. Well, you do such a great job. Um, I've attended so many of your shows, I've lost track of how many, but the uh, Grand Rapids International Wine, Beer, and Food Festival is coming up November 18th and 19th. And this is your 15th year of doing this show. Uh, Tell us what we can expect. So when I tell you, you know, we've been doing shows for 78 years, it's kind of like a baby show, but um, not in this way. It is one of the largest festivals in the Midwest. Uh, We have over three acres of tasting experience. We have over uh, 1,200. I'm going to say that number this year because we're kind of in a reset yet. Um, So, but we have 1,200 beverages that you can sample from and add to that, you know, the food component. We'll talk more about that. And then we also have 
plateaued at about 20,000 attendees mm. uh, that attend and, and come down and check out this festival. So we are the largest in the Midwest. Uh, my boss is challenging me to, you know, make sure that we're checking that a- across the nation to see if we aren't the largest. Mm-hmm. But we um, have a focus on food and beverage like no other. And there are some changes this year. One of the things that you'll see if you've been a festival attendee in the past, and here you are coming down as a guest again this year, you're going to notice more food. We have really grown that aspect of the festival. And in the area of beverage, you're going to notice a lot more non-alcoholic products. And those can be like non-alcoholic beers or wines, but they also are representing a larger market of energy energy drinks and water products, teas and coffees. Uh, there is a growing market for beverage companies. Um, there's been a change, and a lot of us are looking to have a little bit less alcohol, a little more alternatives that we can enjoy festivals and parties and gatherings with friends. But what I look at is your festival experience or, or um, your time at the festival can be longer because you're spreading out the things and, and trying so many different samples, including the non-alcoholic products. Yeah, I love that myself. And, and now the, the foods that are going to be there, are these going to be primarily foods that are already selected to pair with some of the, you know, wine, beer, et cetera, or is this just kind of like a wild variety of food? Yeah, really a variety. So we certainly are bringing back, you know, restaurants that offer small plates. We have pairing dinners. So that really uh, encompasses a lot of those um, one-hour seated prepared meals, and then it is paired. Those those courses are paired with a specific wine or a beer, or um, perhaps it is a mocktail or a cocktail. But in addition to that, we have added a brand new feature. Um, it's called the Meyer Marketplace. Mm. And our goal there was to partner and bring in and have a lot more access to some of our smaller businesses that are finding support, not just with Meyer but within our community um, and coming to the forefront. So very unique ethnic foods, a lot of gourmet and specialty items that you'll be able to taste and sample this year at the festival, many of which you may decide that you want to purchase because we're the weekend before Thanksgiving and you have company coming, whether it's for Thanksgiving or the holidays in December, you're going to be able to offer some new things. And in that same area of the Meyer Marketplace, we have the Meyer Food Stage. They're back this year with a great lineup of um, chefs that are preparing uh, cuisine in front of the audience, giving you new ideas not just about uh, recipes, but how to plate them and present them and really wow your guests over the holiday season. Yeah, I love that. Now, now for the the beer and wine, um, is this a type of show that you're going to really want to be, you know, a a professional connoisseur of such things? Or is this something that somebody like I could go in there and maybe find some wine or beer as a gift item for somebody? 
it really is both. So we definitely have um, a lot of wines that are or and beers that are harder to find, maybe, or they might be self-distributed right now and not, you know, available at a large or small grocer. So we've got some of those specialty products, and you're going to want to come in and try them, and then also go back and support those Michigan businesses that are out here making a difference in our community in our day-to-day lifestyle, right? But in addition to that, yes, if you're looking for gift-giving ideas and uh, as we talked about, you know, pairing, finding uh, various beverages that you enjoy, whether it's wine, beer, spirits, being able to pair those with menu items that you're, you know, preparing for the holidays, all of that is part of this festival. So it is for the connoisseur who maybe is very familiar with wine, beers, um, various spirits, that sort of thing. But it's also for somebody that's maybe a little bit more new to tasting and trying. And what's great is you're going to have businesses, experts, um, suppliers, distributors that are on hand who can say to you, oh, so this is the flavor profile that you like. Let me also recommend this. And it really is a way to expand your palate. You know, sometimes we get stuck in ruts, right? We're, I'm always, you know, ordering on the menu uh, Pinot Grigio hmm. or uh, maybe I'm ordering a sour beer. But this is a way to talk to experts. Here's what I like about those flavor profiles. Help direct me to something new. 1,200 wines, beers, ciders, spirits, about everybody is going to be able to enjoy this and some of the best food from restaurants in Grand Rapids as well. It's coming up the 18th and 19th of November. The website is grwinefestival.com. We head to Crystal Mountain next on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We've uh, enjoyed talking a little bit about Halloween in today's program, a little bit about uh, wine and beer and that cool festival coming up to Grand Rapids next month. Now we get to uh, head back up north to the uh, cute little town of Thompsonville or just outside of Thompsonville, to Crystal Mountain Resort. This is, by far, a spectacular experience to be had. Uh, Crystal Mountain is really a tremendous resort, and if you've not been there before, it's time you head there. If you've been there before, maybe only for golfing or maybe only for skiing, you need to be reminded that this is a great time to uh, just kind of hang out there and enjoy the atmosphere. And let's find out one other cool thing you can do while those Fall colors are still hanging on just a little bit by talking to Brittany Beauty. She is the manager of public relations at Crystal Mountain Resort. Brittany, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Dave. Well, you know, those those fall colors are going to be gone before you know it. All it takes is one really big storm, big, uh, you know, blowy, <laughs> rainy type storm, or maybe some of that early snow that might pop in at any time. And oh, yeah. and then those leaves are down. So people have got to get up there now. And I know you're you're offering a really fun way to see the fall color right now. Oh yeah, it's one of the most unique ways I think to see the fall colors anywhere in northern Michigan is atop a chairlift ride. So everyone, if if you've been skiing or snowboarding, you've been on a chairlift, and it's a very similar experience, but it's colorful <laughs> instead of covered in white and. It's about a three to four minute ride up the chairlift, and it's very relaxing. Anyone can do it. 
And once you get to the top, you can spend as much time as you want um, just walking around and taking in the vista. I mean, you can see over three counties wide. So it's it's really something you have to see in person. We post a lot of beautiful pictures on our social media, but it's just one of those things, you know, it's hard to capture unless you can see it in person. I, I wondered if you would be allowed to get off of the chairlift when you got up there. And I'm really happy that you can just to kind of hike around and walk around and check out the various views from atop the mountain. Because it is, as you say, a beautiful view. One of the best things that I enjoy about skiing in Michigan is the fact right. that once you're up there, you get that beautiful view. Right. And if you're really feeling adventurous, you could even hike down. You don't have to ride down the chairlift. Oh. But- you certainly can. Yeah. <laughs> but you could also walk down and take your time and just take it all in. And we have plenty of other activities going on as well. Um, we have mountain biking is another great way to see the fall colors. We have all kinds of trails. Um, just riding through the woods is a different way to see it. And there's still about another week or so of, of golf. And our fairways are lined with trees. Yeah. So they are lined with colors. And it's, you know, people, they're going to miss the hitting the links. So yeah. might as well get out there while you can and, and get that fresh uh, fall experience. I've kept the clubs in my vehicle just in <laughs> case uh, I have that opportunity before the season wraps up. So the fall chairlift rides at Crystal Mountain Resort, is there an extra fee to do that? Yes, it is $15 a person, um, ages six and up, and then younger kids can ride for free as long as they're paying adults. Now, you only have, I'm sorry, um, uh, Brittany, you only have one more weekend to do this. So um, this Friday and Saturday, one more chance to head up the uh, chairlifts at Crystal. Do you you get your tickets in advance or just show up? Uh, You can show up, but we do recommend going online and getting your tickets in advance. uh, Or you can call ahead and do it that way. Um, and, And it's free for Crystal Mountain house guests. And our Four Seasons Club members, if you're part of a membership. But, yeah, if you're staying with us, then you can ride the trailer for free. And, of course, it is weather-dependent. You mentioned the S-word, but mm, <laughs> we don't yeah. start talking about that until uh, closer to the end of November. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a lot of people don't like snow, but um, I'll bring it up again because I love it so much. So the website we the website is crystalmountain.com. Go there, get your tickets, or, um, or maybe even check into staying there. And uh, yeah. and then doing the uh, chairlift as part of it this coming weekend. You know, and I love coming to Crystal Mountain in the non-traditional times of the year. It's quieter. You still have those wonderful amenities. Tell mm-hmm. us about the various types of overnight stay accommodation opportunities you have. Yeah, I mean, we have everything from your classic hotel rooms to resort homes. So any any size group can come stay with us. Um, we have cozy cottages, we have bungalows, and everything's up to date. And it's really just a cute, quaint little town, honestly. You can, you can walk anywhere. We have three restaurants. So it's, it's very, I guess, you can park the car and then you just enjoy the weekend. The last time I was there, uh, Jim and Chris McGinnis, my good friends at Crystal Mountain, they made sure I was uh, staying in one of the new, I don't know if it's considered a bungalow, but it's kind of at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. It was spectacular. I mean, beautiful, big glass walls. You can look at the mountain uh, if you yes. want to from your living room or bedroom. And then, of course, they have the big shades. You can close them, close them as well. But I just thought it was spectacular. I am so impressed 
with the many types of amenities and accommodations right. that Crystal Mountain offers. Right. Yeah. So definitely ask and just see which one um, fits your what, whatever you're looking to do um, for the weekend fits your group the best. But we all kinds of family fun happening. We'll have scarecrows up if you come next weekend. We're doing a scarecrow walk so people can vote on their favorite ones. There's wagon rides. Of course, you can hike. We talked about that. There's archery and family crafts. Hmm. So all kinds of things to do once you get off the chairlift. <laughs> now, Brittany, you mentioned uh, biking, and I know mountain biking is a big deal in that area. The fat tire bikes are a blast, and I know yeah. you rent them in the wintertime. Do you rent them this time of the year as well? No, that is just a, a wintertime activity, and you must try it if you haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get right to it. I know we, we, we yeah. kind of mentioned snow just a little bit. So before you know it, it's going to be snowing again, and we're going to be right. able to uh, get up there and ski. Um, and I think you offer some kind of discount right now if you buy, like, season passes, right? Yes, right now our season passes are $100 cheaper than they will be um, when they finally end at the at the top price. But So now is the time to get your season passes. Our lift tickets just went on sale, so if you're already starting to plan your trips, um, and we have you know hot lodging dates, so you can find everything at crystalmountain.com, um, all kinds of specials and events and packages. So you can really do it all. And if you do come for the fall, then you can come back in winter and see really why we're that four-season resort. A lot of people come in the winter. They know we're skiing, snowboard, and cross-country skiing and fat tire biking. But, um, but yeah, once you come in, in all the seasons and you really understand, it really transforms our whole little village. Well, we'll see if this coming winter is as busy as the last two winters. The The yeah. pandemic really got people back to skiing and golfing. And I have to tell you, it was difficult finding rooms and uh, getting on the, uh, the hills because they were limiting the number of people being allowed on the hills. So I do recommend right. that people get their reservations now. If, you're, if you love skiing like I do, and if you like mm -hmm. to go to a beautiful place like Crystal Mountain, now's the time to get those, those lift tickets in advance and maybe to check out that season pass as well. But for this coming weekend, let's not jump the seasons too fast. This Friday and Saturday, your last opportunity to get on those chairlifts at Crystal Mountain Resort in beautiful Thompsonville. Make sure to do it while you can. Stay the night, stay the weekend. You're going to love it. And uh, as you're in that area, if you have your mountain bikes, as uh, Brittany was saying, bring them. You might even be able to get on the golf course if you get your reservations in right now for your tee times. So here's the website. It is crystalmountain.com, crystal with the Y, mountain.com. I want to thank Brittany Beauty for being with us today from Crystal Mountain and uh, really, truly recommend that you not put this, uh, this rest of this season off. Get out there, enjoy. Our beautiful fall colors will be gone before you know it. I'm going to be out hiking this weekend, uh, maybe a little biking. I hope you consider doing the same, maybe even picking up those golf clubs and might as well do it while we can. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.